I feel a bit guilty saying this out loud, but I think my personality is made for a time when, you know, it's social distancing and self-isolation is not a horrible thing for me. Mm-hmm. I fully understand. Oh my goodness, there is so much I can say about this episode. Lisa and I go way, way back. Not just years, but probably lifetimes. She's a cool cat, a true punk, a moody and marvellous purple Egyptian queen with attitude, sass, and the wisdom that comes with age and scars. My sinister, twisted sister from another mister joins me from Lisbon, Portugal, and we have a blast exploring our dark sides, our shadow selves, our mean streaks honestly and openly together. If you've ever wondered what it's like when mischievous witches meet in secret, well, this is it. Featuring the song Mean Streak by Lisa's former band Pyramid Scheme from their 2020 EP, Seen This Before. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Reina, and you're listening to The Reina Sense, my meandering, freewheeling, improvised podcast where I talk to people that interest me about whatever grabs our fancy. This podcast probably isn't going to help you grow your business or save time or make money. It's not goal-oriented or results-driven or outcome-focused. So put on your headphones, take a walk, go for a drive or Have a little lie down and savor the bliss of doing little else but listening to eccentric people being open and honest and enjoying each other's company. If you dig my vibe, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And now here's Lisa Saeed and Pyramid Scheme with Mean Streak. Oh, 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 
<laughs> Hello, Reina. I love hearing your voice. Oh my God. I was just listening to Mean Streak. <gasps> You're a fucking rock star. Dude. Why it's thank you? It is such a good song. I didn't even finish it. It was time to call to get on this call. I mean, from the first note, I'm like, this is right what I needed right now. I was like in a very peaceful state, but like bordering on depressed, you know? Um. <laughs> Wait, so um, the one where it's like where I'm just basically raging out that song? I think so. You sent me Mean Streak and you sent me Dark Lights and I was going to listen to both. And I started with Mean Streak and I was in or I'm like, I just, this is where I need to be for a while. Yeah, one is, there are two different moods entirely. Mean Streak is like a rage out mode. Yes, yeah. Or mood. And then um, Dark Lights is, I actually call it like, Mean Streak is red. Um, I call it red with uh, black stripes. My and jaw then, uh, is on the floor right now. I'm like, this is an amazing way <laughs> to describe a song. Tell me the colors of the song. And then Dark Lights is like a deep purple. Oh, shit. It, I love uh, it. Yeah. So Dark Lights is pretty depressing, bordering on more, you know, more blue. But um, yeah, <laughs> thank you for listening. I know it's... Uh, but no, actually- play it before we open this episode. That's what I'm going to do because that was what my experience was right now. So this episode is just, we will have just come off of listening to it. Like every, I'll play the whole thing. It'll be funny to Yay. listen to this right now. Like if you're listening uh-huh. to the actual episode, we'll be like talking about the past or talking about the future in the past tense. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're playing with time. You get to DJ time. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. How are you, Lisa? Are you in Lisbon in Portugal? I am. I'm oh in my, my gosh. Fortunately, we called it a good, t- or we're talking at a good time where the cat is not screeching like a baby in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is not even your cat. This is an alley cat. This is an alley this, cat. I, I can't tell if it's two cats, one cat, if it's, I think it's an outside cat. But I don't think it's a stray cat. I think it belongs to somebody. Um, it's just one of those um, kind of the the neighborhood sounds, yeah. which I enjoy. It's not too disruptive, but I, when I try to record it, it stops. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I am right now. <laughs> it's like it's like you take the car to the mechanic and and the, it's not doing the thing. You know, it's not showing the symptoms on command, and it's very irritating. exactly but um i've been recording it for the past more so for the past week it's it's kind of capturing my mood (laughs) you know what would you can we can we play the cat sound recording just in the middle of this right now like absolutely not not this minute but you can send it to me and i'll put it in again i'm talking about the future (laughs) in the past yeah 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 it will happen i have i'm gonna have to curate the best the best yeah, yeah. <laughs> noise. All right, here's the best cat crying noise. You ready?
There, I will tell you that it scared some friends of mine because they're like, oh, are you sure that was a cat and not like a crying baby? It's like, I don't think there's a crying baby every, um, every night, like on the balcony. <laughs> so, Actually, our upstairs neighbors have just had a baby. And in fact, there is a crying baby throughout the night on the balcony, not throughout the night, but periodically, but I, I don't see. hear it. I, I, you can hear it. But you can also choose to kind of tune it out um, eventually. Yeah. You know, and or to and some they extent. The, and the, it's coming through just the window into your yeah. apartment? Yeah, I mean, we can you can hear certain things. And I think it's the frequency of the baby cry. I think the baby cry is designed to reach far, right? It's a, it's a very effective frequency of sound because the baby is a very small battery, Right. So it's got to be a very efficient machine of noise making. Yeah. It has to be highly efficient, you know, but they can't do it in terms of like lung power because their lungs are just the size that they are. So I think it's a combination of like whatever lung power is there and like a frequency of like, like a frequency, like a Hertz frequency and a rhythm, some kind of rhythm that's like disruptive. That's hmm. what it is. Like if you think about it as music, you know, like or music with a function. <laughs> that's so interesting. You're so smart, by the way. You always have been. <laughs> so it's not a shock. <laughs> but uh, I just well, I haven't was... thought about this. I just thought about this right now. So this is happening with you and me. Like if you hadn't brought it up, this wouldn't be happening. So it's a partnership. Yeah, well, and the exciting, the interesting thing, I don't want to say exciting, is the discovery that maybe the cat, the cat size of their lungs is the same, similar capacity to a baby's, and that's why they can sound so similar. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that is a very interesting and insightful extension on the reasoning. And the, the thing is, is I do know that there's a baby but the baby you hear sometimes in the morning, but I think the cat, and I don't know if they live in the same apartment, I can't really see, but um, I, maybe the cat is picking up the attention getting of the baby. Yeah. Well, if they, if, especially if they're similarly desi designed um, and they're both trying for the same thing, right? I mean, think about it. Nobody can resist a meowling kitten. Like there's something irresistible. There's some, like the size and the, the, the size of the beast and the, <laughs> and the, the song, it's song. It's like a siren. Actually, that's exactly what it is. Yes. Um, right. It's a siren, like the sirens, what is it on the, on the Greek Isles, right? Whose song was irresistible, but also kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get scrap cat scratch when you <laughs> when you got into the realm. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't think about that, but yeah. Um I haven't had a cat for a long time. So this is maybe a long time. I'm not gonna I don't mind sharing that I'm in my forties, but I don't I don't feel like going back thirty something years. No. <laughs> No, man. I mean, when that happens, I've had that happen in my life where I look back and, you know, it's like one day and you think, 
how did I get here? Like I'm in the middle of, like I have all this stuff and I'm in, in some of these things that I didn't, I didn't think I was signing up for. And I thought I actually didn't, <laughs> I actively didn't want, like what, where did I say yes? You know, and you feel like I've been saying no to these things. I'm assuming, I mean, the fact that you don't want to have a cat, like you had one and you've decided you don't want to anymore and that, that might go the other way for other people, right? Who've never had one and now they decide like now is the time to have whatever the thing is. But I feel like it's now, around now that it's happening for me where I get, um, I'm more clear about like saying yes to the things that I want because that there's more clarity about what I do want. Yeah, and I think I did consider getting a cat um, when I was in D.C. Um, and then just recently during the quarantine, I thought about it for five minutes. <laughs> but, and I, and my, my reasoning for not getting a cat is very, um, what do you call it, um, shallow. It's because I don't want it ruining the furniture. So, hey. Because Lord knows I'm here. Lord knows I'm not traveling that much these days. <laughs> <laughs> but you might. You might want to. Yeah. Yeah, I will definitely want to. And I came here thinking I'd be... Um, I came here as a hub because I hadn't been traveling that much. Or I haven't traveled as much in my lifetime as I'd like to. So I came here. Um, in addition to other reasons but um so I expected to travel a lot this year which I don't I'm okay being here because I get to explore a new space um I got here in February for for the listeners yeah because I think you know this right now but yeah no that's I, good I mean and also what are we in now so it's like are we in March April May June five months mm -hmm. five five-ish months I don't know there's something about I've lost my interest in traveling as much. This sounds, I, I think in this episode, this is a, this is called mean streak. Like I am showing all the mean parts of me. Like I, I've loved animals all my life. The first thing I wanted to be was a vet. Actually the only time I've ever expressed wanting to be any kind of profession I did when I was three and it was a vet. That's all. And I used to run away from home to the neighbor's house without telling my mom, um, I don't know how I was getting back from whatever school I was at. I don't know. Somehow it was, somehow it was, I was unsupervised, very, very young. I don't know how this worked, but I used to, she didn't know where I was and I would be at the neighbor's house. They had, they were Yugoslavian family. Um, and Sandra was, I think she was five or six. So she was like my idol, right? She was, uh -huh. I adored her and she had this cat named Speedy. And so I would run away and go and hang out with Speedy. I would just sit on the edge of the sidewalk or whatever and just Speedy and I would hang out and we, I'd pet Speedy and Speedy was my friend. Um, I loved animals. I still do. I still do. There's something, it's different. It's like right now there's so many other moving pieces and uncertainties and things in my life I mean on one side you'd think well a pet would be a great grounding force to have I want a grounding force but I can't have it be an animal right now like I split my living time between two homes I mean I'm not for the pandemic but otherwise I do you know it's like every couple of nights I'm sleeping in a different place it's exhausting I'm 
and I'm driving on roads that make me super stressed out. Mm -hmm. I don't miss that, you know. Yeah, I love I mean, animals. I don't it's know just, your yeah. life, but yeah, I can yeah. I can empathize because it sounds like there's a lot. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. You know, and travel feels like the same thing. Like I'm not. I, I think I'm just becoming a cranky middle-aged lady. He was like, I want the same bed and I want the same bathroom. It doesn't mm. have to be fancy at all. I've reduced my living to a very, it's becoming simpler and simpler and I'm enjoying it for the most I can part. totally relate um, about, I'm definitely becoming an old lady who just kind of like sits at the same chair next to the window. I like read yeah. some things from the same chair. I'll look and see what the neighbors are doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then occasionally I'll see the elderly neighbor peep their head out of the window too. And then I'll hide so they don't see me. Yes. And then this is this is my this was my quarantine. I was and that was um but yeah, no. I I I didn't realize how much I'd like and this is, you know, I feel a bit guilty saying this out loud, but I think my personality is made for a time when, you know, it's social distancing and self-isolation is not a horrible thing for me. Mm-hmm. I fully understand. Like when so, we're not, there's, we don't want the suffering and all of the stuff that's, ha all the shitty stuff that's happening, but the the experience, as you mentioned, of the distancing and the isolation is kind of good for people like us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't understand because I wouldn't have slowed down if, you know, I had just gotten here. I was very social the first month I was here. And then, you know, when you have it to slow down, and you know, there was a panic of like a couple weeks, um, high anxiety. But then, um, I, yeah, I got to that part where I got used to it and then kind of was like, okay. And then I realized, I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram, I realized I got a slipper tan <laughs> on my feet. <laughs> and I was like, I am legit settled in here. <laughs> that um, is great. There is something about going to a new place and just staying, like, staying very still. You know, mm -hmm. not, tra not, not doing too much exploration right away and not, I don't know, there's something that feels more home-like, like you have a home experience of a new place quickly, somehow. Yeah, it was, for me, it was like the honeymoon being, in, the honeymoon period of being in a new city and then being in my home and then slowly getting back to the city and then the mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and I've never experienced this before. I've always lived. That was cool. I've always lived in the U.S. Did you hear a sound? Yeah. It's a street sweeper going by. I'm in my car. Oh, okay. It sounded like, um, I'm trying to think of like a plane or a, like a low flying, um, Electric plane. What are those things that people used to fly themselves? <laughs> I can't think of the word. <laughs> I can't think of English right now. <laughs> I have had this conversation. Really 
<laughs> I know I've had this conversation with a couple of other friends who've said, have you found yourself losing your language? And I mm. said, yes, there's spots, you know, I'm just stuttering. And then I get frustrated because I'm used to, I'm used to the words flowing easily. And it's very frustrating to have it be kind of like that tip of the tongue, you know, yeah, is this from not, is this from social isolation or from it moving around be. a lot? No, I think if, I think the exacerbated state of it is only, it has developed during quarantine, during isolation. And I think it has to do with the, um, the social isolation. I think so, because I'm hearing other people say it too. And these tend to be talkative people like me, um, <laughs> But like we need the practice of it quite often. Maybe that's why I'm doing this show too. I mean, I don't know who's going to listen. <laughs> My mom <laughs> is a very religious listener. She's amazing. She's so supportive, you know. Hi, mom. I always wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Raina's mom. <laughs> I don't, have you met my mom? I don't think like, so. I have met your sister. Because we went, we went for the purposes of the show. We went to college together we were did we meet uh in the dorm second year in risley in the second first year. year my first year i think mm, i don't want to say the year but i was a freshman in risley when i met you yeah. you had long hair and you were teaching aerobics right <gasps> yes <laughs> i have been thinking about that time recently everyone is always like it's a it's like People will laugh. They're like, well, no, it's like you were an aerobic. I was an aerobics instructor. I loved it and I've been missing it. Yeah. I mean, you're always super fit and you were like excited and bubbly. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so I was really drawn to that too. I mean, just, you know, your, your energy, you had the same, you had the same energy back then. I was probably a different person trying, I was a late bloomer. So it took no, me a long like time to get this. It, it took me a long time to get back to this tired. <laughs> uh, I cycle. I cycle in and out. But yeah, no, you were you were not a late bloomer, were you? You know what it is? This is really interesting to hear because I don't remember myself from the past very well. I have big blank spots. Like I have very clear anecdote, like anecdotes that I remember specific anecdotes in great detail with a lot of emotion attached to them I mean that's why I remember them but then there's great swaths of nothing like I don't know what age I was people tell me stories of things that happened I'm like that sounds familiar like it's something I would do or say um, but I don't really remember it and then I always feel bad because if it was a big experience for them and I it's barely like registered in my memory I feel like an asshole this is a great sh everything we're talking about today is like <laughs> mean streak is like the your song is a great theme for today <laughs> I think no I think it's important to know these parts of ourselves like I I don't like this pressure to always have to be a certain set of emotional states right like you got to be happy and cheerful and positive all the fucking time like it's a lot of pressure you know yeah 
And the reason I'm laughing is because I'm remembering something I did freshman year. No, I think it was sophomore year, actually. That would have, it was because I couldn't deal with the emotional um, impact. So I did something kind of mean, but to me, it was like (laughs) (laughs) self-preservation. I don't know if I should talk about it, but yeah. I I was going to ask, if you want to talk about it, that's fine. But just know you have the choice not to. I never want anyone here to feel like you have to bring anything secret or sensational or, you know, you don't have to be super careful, but um, I mean, that's up to you. I just want it to be definitely like, yeah. Yeah. I'll consent. talk about it. <laughs> is it, was, it. It was related to, I can't remember when she was your roommate, but your roommate, do you mind me mentioning names? I think it's okay. No, well, it's okay. I can leave out names. Yeah. I'll just give fake names. Your roommate, I'm not going to say Karen. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, because it was an ethnic name. I will say, I can't even think of it. Sumi. Let's say your roommate's name was Sumi. So Sumi was like very nice. And she was like, hey, Lisa, we weren't that close. But she was like, hey, Lisa, do you want to go to LA for spring break? And I was like, sure, that sounds great. And then I bought my ticket. And then it came closer to spring break. And then another friend of mine, I'll call her Donna, that these two are not friends. She was like, what are you doing to spring break? And I was like, I'm going to L.A. with Sumi. And then she bought a ticket, too, because Sumi said it was okay. And then as it got closer and airlines back then let you cancel trips sometimes <laughs> and get a refund. <laughs> back just, in the day. <laughs> I just got so anxious about traveling that I canceled my trip and those two went together, but they had fun. But I, I realized how oh. awkward it was. I don't know if you know this, that this happened. No, not, but I realized I put is... them in a, Yeah. Yeah. I created this very awkward situation because I wasn't ready to, and I realized I had this for years. Um, This is my confessional. I realized I had this thing that I didn't feel comfortable traveling with friends. So I backed out of another trip. of. (laughs) (laughs) It was so strange. I mean, what I love is traveling when the friends are there. That's something I could always do. But when you're traveling with friends and you're all tourists together, ah, I can't. It's something that it's really hard for me. I only got over it like a few years ago. And that I totally yeah. understand. I <laughs> are we unfriending people by the second as <laughs> as we talk? My my intention is the opposite. I think the importance of speaking these shadow parts of ourselves are to let others also feel okay in knowing those parts. They may may not have the same shades of color as you might describe it, right? Of meanness or like slight negativity or things that, you know, I shouldn't be thinking or feeling these things, but I do. And I can't tell anyone because it's taboo somehow, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think the way I look at this kind of sharing. I mean, some people think, oh, you're like, you share too much. I'm just like, I don't, I have a lot. <laughs> yeah. I have a it. lot. And I, I'm okay giving it away. I, I'm okay with it. If they are not okay with it, they think I'm oversharing, but I'm okay with it. Um, 
I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> no shadow parts. The shadow I, I, parts. The mean. Yeah, the meanness. I mean, I, I and I get, I get not wanting to travel with people. It's like I don't like going to parties in groups with other people. I don't. I love going to parties alone. Like, and I have my own wheels, or at least way to get there and back. Um, I don't know why. Do you know why? I do know why. Why do you do it? Well, I don't mind about the parties. I, I don't mind going with one person to a party. But yeah, getting to the party is usually hard for me. <laughs> but why do I? Um, I think it's the, it's, it's like the fear of commitment of being with the same person for a long time. But it's not about the mm-hmm. other people. I realize it's about me mm-hmm. because I because I'm so moody and I do shift moods and I don't know when it's going to happen. And it's one of those things I can't predict about myself. And I don't, you know, if I consider them my friend, I don't want to subject them to this mood swing. So if you're traveling with them, inevitably they're going to have to see your mood shifts. And I didn't realize that's why I did that. It was just seemed like an avoiding, like Mm -hmm. I don't, and I realized it became that I don't trust myself to not become like, you know, when things make you a little irritated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can, yeah, I can you're go like, to I could go into, mm-hmm. I can go to super bitch very fast. And I'm like, I don't want anyone to see this. I want to protect the people I like and love from super bitch. And so I'm going to develop this whole personality, you know, that, that allows that somewhat in a somewhat socially acceptable way. <gasps> I have never yes. processed this stuff like this. Like so you feel similar? It's exactly the same. I've never <laughs> spoken it out. It's I can, I'm relating so hard right now. I'm like, this is like the inside of my head. I feel like I'm having a conversation right now with the inside of my head. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> who happens Rainy to be sense. sitting in Portugal <laughs> with <laughs> a, a flip-flop tan. I mean, I guess I would have that and be sitting doing exactly the same thing if I were there. <sighs> yeah, I think it was like, I did realize it. I think it was actually the first time I came to Portugal was with a friend who was like super motivated about making the plans. So I was like, yeah, let me do this. And then... um. But yeah, I started to realize my mood swings again mm-hmm. or just kind of be maybe more aware of it. You know, just kind of these things. But yeah, I uh, I think I was telling two new friends here. I don't know what I was telling them, but it had to do with like uh, my max for hanging out with people is like two days <laughs> or like trips. <laughs> if I take trips. trips with people, it's like I hit my two day, I, I'll two days that are good for me and then if I go on my own to a place I max out you know if like family or friends are there I max out at seven days um that's stamina I don't know if I would be able to go I mean I've gone I've we've done it right we've we've done it and we've had to do it before and we'll have to do it again and I think finding ways to um I'm I've been if I have, I mean, I avoid it, but if I have to do it and I think I've been finding ways out, like, okay, I need time alone. I need to go take a walk. I need to, I don't know. I, 
there's certain kinds of mischief I need to get up to on my own. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. In, in general, like this is not even specific. Like I just have a need for some mischief on my own. Like it's, ve- I haven't realized that. And I think you totally get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we behave alone a bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To go out and appreciate it. Yeah. Like, I mean, somebody, I, this is the funniest thing when I was working at this uh, corporate place where I would go in every day and I was the only designer and in my group at the time I'd go in and I would put on my headphones and I would just like tune everybody out. Mm -hmm. And then, so somebody saw me, in my regular work mode and then we went out for drinks afterwards um like holiday drinks whatever corporate stuff mm-hmm. and so this guy was watching me talk and he goes lisa you are the most social anti-social person i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yes yeah, oh, this i'll is take that great. as a compliment yes yes <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. When and I tell I'd, people, oh my God, this is great. <laughs> I'd like to think that he meant asocial and not antisocial, but you know, people mix that up all the time. I wasn't like throwing chairs and tables at work. I was just not right. talking to anybody and maybe glaring yes. a little bit during meetings, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> this, I have laughed. Mm, I'm. I realize I miss laughing. I really miss laughing. And I laugh with adults. Very Certain adults I laugh with very easily. And it's great. Like I, yeah, it's a nice thing. And yeah. it's not, it's sometimes it's like, there's some spikes to the laughter. It's not, it's not mean to anyone to their face at all. Like I'm, I love taking care of people. It's my favorite thing. It really is. I don't know. I do, but on my own, like I have mean thoughts. I have dark thoughts. I have twisty ideas about things. And, you know, they're not things that you can easily, you, yeah, talk about. But then you find other people with whom you can share it to a certain extent. And it's like, I don't know, it feels better. Yeah, I'm curious too, because if you don't mind me going back to your cat vet story. Yeah. I was curious, where were you? um, What city did you live in at this point when that was happening? The cat was in Kentucky. I was in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, I forgot about that. You live there. I was born there. Oh, right. Of course. Okay. And whatever, We're both like born in the South. That. That's so cool. I yeah. forgot about that. So crazy. We um, are like, really, I feel like you, I don't, I have a few people in my life. I'm not, of course I have a few people, but not that many that I feel I have this bond with. And I've been connecting with some of them more recently during quarantine. Like that's, those are the people I've been reaching out to like instinctively, you know, I think to do something like this, just talk i'm honored and i'm super excited to be on your show <laughs> i don't know if you call it a show yet but yeah no, i, I just i was so excited to talk with you that i was so bummed that i blew up the calendar from last week 
Oh my but god, I, I, it's fine. I, I <laughs> yeah. forgot about. I, I yeah, I have dealt with so much. Um, just a little like nitty gritty tech things of this is like, it's so it's supposed to be easy and it is it is easy. But even things that like most things that claim to be easy aren't like you know it right away now you know as like a a person who's lived in like the corporate marketing communications kind of world like you know what it is mm-hmm. easy and simple and fast and you're like no it's not any of those things nothing that claims to be easy simple or fast is easy simple or fast like it's making a lot of assumptions <laughs> about <laughs> your past experience and your current abilities and interests like you know this is my beef with recipes that always claim this. Anyways, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but <laughs> I have so many strong opinions about like, but you don't know if they can chop an onion the way you think they can chop an onion. You know? Like preheating the <laughs> oven right up front and then it's on for like an hour and a half before you have all the ingredients and your countertop is like a giant mess. And you're like, this is not working out the way. <laughs> It was promised to me, and then you're frustrated, and I don't know. It happens. Five easy recipes to get you through the week. Yeah, I don't do any of that stuff because I think I, yeah, I think like you, I've done it enough to know like the level of effort of things. So, but unlike you, I just don't start anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I go in and out of it, man. I go in and out of it for myself like for my own cooking I go in and out of it the it's I can't sustain the level of interest I mean this is why I think this is why for a lot of people like they'll say why can't you just pick pick one interest and I I think I'm starting to and I used to feel very bad about it you know like you've mm-hmm. got to focus on one thing and like become virtuosic I've I've probably talked about this on this show this show <laughs> before but um it's, I go very deep and very fast into a thing. Like it, it's exhausting, but it's how I need mm-hmm. to do it. And so I can't sustain that level. It's like the same with relationships, which is why I need a lot of, I need a lot of space in between. I need a lot of um, time to like not be in it or go uh, the freedom to go in and out of it. Again, it's like the mood thing. It's, it's just like the mood thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are very similar. Um, Cause you know, that virtuosity thing. I'm not sure. I just remember seeing this interview with Bjork like September, it was like September 8th, 2001. So of course I forgot about it right after the events and things. But I do remember watching this interview with Bjork saying like, you have to do one thing really well. And that kind of stuck with me. But I never did that. I never was like a one type yeah, I always mm-hmm. did like at least two things at once. You had, I remember this amazing photography exhibition um, in this hall at college. You know, I forget that. I just remember that the, it had these big windows with this amazing light coming through. And this was the the dolls in the cereal bowls, the cutie dolls. Yeah, do you, giant you, photographs. Oh my god! Were you there? Oh yeah, well, you were at the opening show because I have a video from that. I don't know where the tapes Gabe, are, but Gabe was around. I Gabe, just remember Gabe being a presence in your life. Shota. Probably, yeah, yes. <laughs> and then David and you, yeah. David is still around. David, st- David is who I'm thinking of, and Gabe. 
Yeah. Gabe's still in Ithaca. David's down south. And where is he? Either South Carolina or North Carolina, but like close to Asheville. We used to go see Gabe play shows the one town over. Yes, Trumansburg. Trumansburg. It was, um, I think that you might have been part of my first experiences traveling somewhere <clears throat> to see shows. I don't think I had did much of that otherwise. And it, I mean, it seems insane now because I, well, no, I don't go to music all the time. Like I'm picky about what I'll go and see just because like it's time and energy and money. Um, and I want to support as many people as I can. So I'll, I like to spread it out. Um, or like go to festivals. I don't know. But like back then I, I didn't do any of that. You're the person I did that with. I think you were like my music buddy. Oh, wow. Like yeah. I remember yeah, we you went to the wrong Sebastian. Oh, Yeah. Um, I didn't go yeah. see music with Sebastian, I don't think. But I do remember going to the Rongo with you at least once. And the Rongo I went to because Gabe would play there or he would tell me about the cool gigs that were happening there. That's the one in Trumansburg, right? The Rongo. Yeah. I remember the space so clearly. It was like this big, wide open room. Yeah, and the bar on the other side, it's all wood. It's like an old... Yeah. It's like an old classic upstate New York town. Yep. Oh, I miss those days all of a sudden. I haven't I thought about. Don't... Yeah, I haven't thought about them. We used to go eat Korean food. You introduced yes. me to that stuff too. That that That's all you. That is all Yay. you. Went I love that. I'll take credit. On the hill. Oh, yes, please. I want to give you all the credit. Like I to this day, I mean, it's like. I don't know if it's like the real deal Korean food. I know a Korean family here that my daughter's very close friends with um, and they're wonderful. And like, we, we talk food all the time. Um, mm. And I'm so interested, like we will trade just, yeah. Like, Oh, this reminds me of that. And, and she'll say, you know, all the restaurants are bad except this one and get this thing, which is exactly what I do when people ask me about Indian food, except I say, there are no restaurants that I go to that I like. I just, they're not that they're bad. I just don't, it's not my preference, you know. It's because you can cook it better. I cook it differently mm. and it's much simpler and it's right there. Like I can, I, it takes, I can have it done in, in 30 minutes. <laughs> this is just me erasing what I just said earlier. It's like, it's simple, cheap simple. and fast. <laughs> and I do it. <laughs> I do it all the time, but it's not the stuff that I can get out. Like it's much more effort for me to go out and do it unless it's like, you know, part of like going to a show or like with really, it's like, it's going to be a really fun night or evening or a time out or not at all. Like, I think I'm not in the in-between group anymore I can't just do it for the sake of doing it it's neat it needs to hit hard because I'm I just don't have the means of all sorts like I just don't have the resources or the interest to sustain that yeah I can totally relate I mean for instance I'm getting all excited about my next show that I'm going to is in my neighborhood somebody's doing a show from his balcony a Brazilian mm -hmm. artist and, you know, this is like 
these are my shows now. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but otherwise, I'd be like, do I have to? Do I really, you know, I'm not, it's a privilege. Don't get me wrong. It's a privilege. But yeah, the energy level for, I mean, my last year in DC, I didn't really have that much energy to go to shows other than to shows I played in. Because it's, exactly. you know, yeah, it's just like people, drinks, um, yeah, standing stamina. It's not bad. I just became more of a hermit again. But there was like, um, I had um, a post-marriage like upswing where I just like did way too many things. And then mm-hmm. then that fizzled <laughs> out and then that kind of came. I'm, th- I'm trying to draw a slope with my hand. But yeah, it's mostly, it was like a... I can see it. Unnaturally sustained, like going out mm-hmm. thing for maybe two years and then coming down from that for the next two or three years. But yeah, I had fun. But man, I get exhausted <laughs> just thinking about it. I know, I know. I think this these three months have been really helpful for me, but just personally, you know, I mean, I'm learning a lot. Um, I'm engaging as much as I can with what is happening in the world. Um, I'm also coming down from like a very, like just like you said, a, a shift in life um, that took a lot of energy and just mental and emotional and physical strength out of me. Um, so I was right before this, I was saying, I need, I think I, I need to slow down. I just, I'm not going to do it for myself. And I wait till something breaks and then something big broke in the world. So, I mean, obviously I didn't cause it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do I, not I, think I, that at all. <laughs> it was your fault. I knew it was your fault. You and Bill Gates, you're behind everything. Oh my um, goodness! No, I'm yeah, not I, yeah, it. I have been quoting, you know, before. Um, maybe in the first two months, I was saying like it took a pandemic. It took a pandemic from you know like mm-hmm. several things, but then, yeah, just the ups and downs of emotional processing in the last few months too. I mean, yeah. of course, it's. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And I'm, I do consider myself in a privileged situation. I know that um, being here, I'll say this, I live by myself. Uh, So, um, but yeah, just, just trying to understand how everybody else copes is a lot, but I don't need to go to that dark place now because you might've done it before many times but yeah that's okay I'm learning like yeah I think the more hmm, the more I accept the mean side and the mean streak and the dark side and the shadow self and all of the words that we all have them and I think the the thing for me is to to learn to see them because they've been there for a while they've been driving the boat quite a bit in the past you know mm-hmm. and they can take over pretty easily and I'm realizing now the ability and the interest in recognizing them you know they kind of manifest outside of myself even they kind of take form sometimes like 
kind of like you said when we started like the the blobs of color even they might have some shape for me it's more like the shapes and there's visuals attached sometimes like i had this crazy dream last night i'm a very vivid dreamer and i had um it was this kind of uh it was a a, a panicky exodus from an ancient forest that i was watching from a very twisty crowded apartment like it had lots of rooms and they didn't connect quite how you thought and you know it was like a maze like living in a maze and looking up at this this mountain in front of the apartment and seeing a like these ancient forest creatures just like crawling out of the foliage but like in a hurry so there's like this giant sloth and it just jumps off the side of the mountain as if things are on fire you know wow and cavemen there's like cavemen and like a huge black bear like you wouldn't even have thought it and kind of dinosaurie kind of creatures like very old very ancient creatures are just like like scrambling out of the bushes and throwing themselves off the side of the mountain and some of them are falling into the apartment and it's like this cre- like you can't even i was like processing the wonder of like these things exist and they're right here and they're like in trouble and they're coming out and and they're like killing themselves just just to save themselves i don't know how to explain it and i'm in this house like just trying to find my way out we're all trying to exit quickly and then there's but there was this parallel story happening when i was also just watching all of this happen like it was this observer watcher kind of see this is all happening in the dream <laughs> mm-hmm. so there's the parallel story where i'm watching all of this happen and it feels almost like in slow motion and there's a sense of spaciousness and calm and even like a respite from the guilt of feeling spaciousness and calm because we're not allowed to not be in a state of emergency right now i don't know oh. so that was my that was the dream yeah wow it's powerful i mean the imagery even so that was just last night that was a yeah, few few hours ago i i typed it to a friend because there was a, a couple people featured in it um sometimes i do this i will just i'll, <laughs> I'll type or you know reach out to them and not always but i have i have a lot of dream. i mean the reason i'm here is from a dream anyway we won't get into that <laughs> no but i have sometimes the, the the dreams are very clear they're very they're very visual they're very emotional they're very precise um and i'm they're not prophetic they're just kind of a way of me processing things in a certain state of mind but i there's a lot of wisdom in there that that helps me get through my I don't know that it's actively helping but like when I talk about it like this or I share it with someone I shared with someone the other day that I had and sometimes they're waking dreams that I'll get into a state of I don't know kind of introverted or deep consciousness I don't know how I don't know how to talk about any of this without sounding like <laughs> <laughs> such a like a, a a new age sell out you know <laughs> no never you've always transcended that stuff but I mean yeah I mean people do it out of sadism you do it out of sincerity and authenticity i don't know um, any other way it just it's it's something i've I, you know you're not really allowed to talk about easily um, <laughs> i went to yeah. uh yeah 
I'm laughing because of people's reaction to going to a psychic. Um, and then <laughs> um, I have gone to a psychic in Asheville once or twice. And speaking of a friend, David, sorry to steer the conversation. I was debating on how much I should pay her on PayPal. And he said, well, if she's really a psychic, she would have told you, she would have known how much you were going to pay her before (laughs) she booked the thing. And I just thought, that's not what they do. (laughs) But then I was like, I'm not going to get into this conversation. I know to some people it's like just a quack thing, but I do think some people sincerely have those abilities and I don't know. I mean, other people are entitled to think that what they want and to troll me about it, but, (laughs) but, um, and somebody told me it's like, and I don't feel bad talking about it here. This other woman told me, she goes, Oh, I think so much less of you now that I know you went to go see a psychic. (laughs) Oh, really? But I was in such a, (laughs) um, yeah, she did say this and she's scientist based and, I don't yeah. care if people judge me as lesser intelligent because I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm just wanted to tune into a different frequency that I wasn't, I needed help, you know, and maybe I mm-hmm. shouldn't access that, but, and not to say that what you're, cause you know, you have psychic abilities. I have some, I'm not gonna, you know, sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes we use in, and that's get all preachy. Sometimes we use um, uh, chemicals or you know whatever mm-hmm. to or yeah. obsessive things to dumb down or um, to kind of like um, obfuscate. I don't know the word. I don't even know the correct word for it. Just to like to numb numb that mm-hmm. those sensations. But it's yeah, a lot sometimes it is a lot like. Like you said, you don't know when it's going to come out too. I think the mood swings are related to these kinds of energies. Abilities are energies. I don't think of myself as psychic, but I, it's been said a lot before I get described as magical. And like, I always yes. brush that off. I'm like, you I are. don't understand that. Mm-hmm. But I, I get it actually deep down within. I was like, I totally get it. And it only, only another person who is that can see it and say it. So it's like, it, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. but I still feel a little bit like I don't deserve that level of um, elevation like I haven't earned it <laughs> there's a guilt well about it. I think there's by a being it's authentic like a and guilt. not trying to be it I understand I mean I, I don't have the magic that you have so I never said it like that but you know I do recognize that I'm intuitive I'm I am an intuitive person and I know mm-hmm. you are too. So those are mm-hmm. things I can definitely recognize. Um, and it took me a long time to realize that I was, I would just think that I was, you know, it would just be moody and I would just see the mood swings, but not the catching the vibes part of it. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. thinking about this, like I, as I've been recording this, I actually have a lot more episodes recorded than i've published yet um as usual i'm doing a thing much faster than i can <laughs> you know i've i've made a lot um and i'm gonna just i don't really have a 
a clear publishing cycle and these are things that I worry about sometimes. It's like, it's ridiculous things to worry about. I worry about like small things or think about small things. I'll obsess about small things often. And one of them is this, like, how often do I, can I put a thing out? Very few people are listening, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, no offense to you, you're amazing. And I'm so happy you're here, <laughs> but I'm like, don't, this is not like a big famous thing. Yeah. And so, but no, I know how like, it goes. Yeah. And I'm Go taking ahead. the yet out of it, even like, I don't want to have any of that expectation hanging over mm-hmm. me and just be able to have fun doing it. But then I'm like, so I have at least enough to drop two a week, but nobody can listen to that. But then nobody's listening to it anyways. So you could just put one out every day and just have a bank of it because at some point you're going to get tired of doing this. So don't like just make a bunch of it fast. <laughs> I don't know, Raina. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it would be something that I don't know if I have the stamina for, but you're such a natural that, yeah, as long as you keep liking it. I think that was my rule to myself or rule or just guidance, I think was like, I'm doing this. Nobody's making me do this. I mean, sometimes it's like, then I want to get, I keep wanting to add, like add and refine things. Cause I'm also like an obsessive perfectionist like that, which is why I have to stop after a while because it's just, it's not sustainable, emotionally mm-hmm. sustainable. You I know. can relate. Yeah, but I also yeah, but I'm like, what is the fastest, easiest, most efficient way to make for everyone? That's kind of my or enjoyable or insightful or meaningful in some way. But like, I need momentum. Otherwise, I don't have staying power. <gasps> yeah, that's okay. Obsess- that's okay. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, that's actually, I struggled with that in the last few years because um, I don't know if you're familiar with how much my band changed over <laughs> um, Pyramid Scheme. I got a sense, but I didn't, I mean, I'm not, you know, not being in the middle of it. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. The, like? Well, the overview was um, I was playing solo for a few years with consistently with the drummer, Andrew, and um that was working well, but then I, you know, I wanted to have, I wasn't quite ready for a band, but then I started playing with the Skydarian, fantastic, um, and fantastic, like, coach. He's a lot younger than me, but he's, you know, he was kind of like a coach. Because nice. um, I was scared of a lot of things. Um, I still yeah. am, but I'm a lot less scared, especially about, like, starting a band. So I started Pyramid Scheme with him, and Andrew, and then we added a new bass player, and then we played together for maybe six months, or we recorded really quickly, played together for six months, and then, you know, Darren was like, yeah, I'm not really into playing anymore, and I was like, "Mm." and I was pretty heartbroken to, you know, just to be honest, and then I was just like, I don't know if I can continue playing, and I don't know if I want to find other musicians, So then I took a break, which I thought would be like a year break from playing with other musicians, but mm, it was about five months maybe. And then I found other people that were fantastic and we gelled so well on a different level. So what's my point? Um, 
my point was it, there was a big change, but I didn't know if I had that energy to continue, but then I found other people and it was great. But then I was like, I love the band, didn't love booking shows. And that was really hard for me. And also like booking shows and, you know, mm, there's not a lot of people come, uh, you know, it's different, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of effort to do all those things and to make the music and to have fun. I'm the kind of person mm-hmm. that I love playing music with people. Mm-hmm. Booking the sh- playing, performing is not actually as much of my, the driver in my music life. It's more recording and playing with people. And then if we could just be like, I don't know. I was just thinking about this the other day. It's like, um, not to monologue too much, but it is kind of like, for some people, they're like exhibitionists. It's like having, it's like having sex at home versus sex on stage. I prefer the the private event kind of thing. Like I don't need people watching me doing this activity kind of thing. I think I'm the opposite in that sense. We might have found one point of the opposite. Like recording for me is like feels dreary, uh, mm. but necessary. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I but I don't know. This is my fantasy of it, and I'll probably find all the reasons why it's gonna be like a a difficult thing for me. I was like days away from my first stage show before the pandemic hit. Um, with that new, I stumbled into we kind of three of us stumbled into a a trio, a punk trio together last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and our debut gig was like days less than a week away from when um, everything shut down and I was really like surprised no I wasn't surprised but I was delighted to be able to get that side of myself like give it some some love I think it's been there for a long time and and the band was a way of seeing a side of me that I think has always been there I know has always been there in in the trappings as at least as a young child of a of a shy introvert mm-hmm. um, at least i thought of myself as that and people are shocked when they hear it they're like no you are definitely an extrovert i'm like you don't know the other side mm-hmm. you don't see the other side the same reason you know i don't want to go on too many trips with too, too many people for too long because i don't want that that side is my private side mm-hmm. a bit but now some of that wants to come out and it's scary. But yeah, your performance, I mean, cause I've been watching, I've been watching you, but yeah, you're a fantastic <laughs> performer. I just don't get the, I don't know. Some, I think near the end of the performances, I wasn't getting the, like I wasn't happier after the show than before the show kind of thing. Mm. And then I was like, I don't know. It could be an age thing. (laughs) Like, I'm just tired. But um, I've been loving seeing your, you know. So are you all, I guess, are you doing things remotely? or No, we tried once with one band. I had two bands going at this point. Um, So I was in, we were playing together, rehearsing once a week with each band. So two nights a week were like Monday nights and Tuesday nights were my big like weekend nights out essentially I have my schedule is kind of all wobbly and weird 
um, and I walked it out kind of like that. So those were like heavy nights, you know, I'd be out and then it would be far away and it would get late or, um, but yeah, I had two bands and we, tr- we've met up since like with the, with the punk band, we've met up a couple of times. It's just been great, but like, we just haven't really been in a sp- in a playing state of mind as a band neither mm. of them we tried one once we tried with one, with the other one with the acoustic one we did like very early on we did like a google meets or hangouts or whatever like a video thing we tried and like immediately we're like oh latency nope this is awful i'm sitting in my car and one is like in their bedroom somewhere and the other is I, you know on his porch and it's lovely to see each other but like i know the magic of playing together and it makes me sad to try and recreate it very badly. So I'd rather just not do that at all. Yeah, I can completely understand. Because I'm not in that same position. I was here. There wasn't trying. I didn't try to do Zoom practices or stuff with Pyramid Scheme. No. But um, yeah, no, I totally. Because it's, yeah, being in the same room. being Yeah, it's just completely different. I think I miss it. I don't know anymore. Like it's been so long and I feel like a different person now. And I'm putting my energies into other things like the energy. I can, I can like, you know, downshift it up to a point, but it comes back. Like I have to find ways and things for it to go into Um, or it kind of consumes me, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, then I get I'm up in the... trouble otherwise. Yeah, I get up. I, yeah, my mind goes to places, and yeah, it's just not. It's like this is a coping me- mechanism. Like people, are like you're, you're very creative and you do lots of things, and I'm like, it is a coping mechanism. I don't know if I can say that out loud, but it's like a coping mechanism. Oh yeah, I'm in that part mm-hmm. where it's like, well, I stopped drinking alcohol for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped other things, <laughs> and then. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and I didn't have my band anymore locally, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because I'm here. But then I'm like, oh, man, I have my bass now. And I'm like, I really need to play with other musicians. And I really need to find a drummer. And I don't need to because, like, people are like, you can use YouTube. You can use drum kits, beats. But it's just like, it's just not the same as playing with another person. And I don't. And I know a lot of people do the thing where they just, you know, are fine playing with a computer. It's not me. Like I need that kinetic energy that can, it's unpredictable. It's not me. It's not programmed. It's not something else that, yeah, it has to be outside of me. I do. I'm a big, I know we're like hit time, but I'm a big fan of, um, uh, Sun Ross Space is a place. I don't know if you've seen it. It's just the way he talks about music, and you know the, his music too. But um, wait, what did you say? There's a Sun Ra documentary. It's kind of like I wouldn't call it a documentary. <laughs> Were you referring to a film? I missed. I it's missed a film. Like yeah, that. it's a film okay. called Space is the Place. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know Sun Ra's music that well, and I think sometimes it's. I haven't been able to get to like the spaciness of it. I think I always need like a pretty solid, 
groove to keep me grounded because I tend to fly up easily anyways <laughs> and then I get lost it might be that I thought about it um I'm like I should like Sun Ra more or at least understand you know and respect I, I respect it, but I don't understand um fully but a friend my actually our drummer from the punk band uh, Chris who's awesome is super into like he's a great he's a record collector and, and seller even of um, new and secondhand vinyl and he knows his music so well he knows his stuff really well so he will curate like we'll, we used to we had like a, an evening where he just he was like we're going to curate the evening we're going to pick records we can see how we're feeling and then maybe not do the b-side of this one and that one but you pick and these are the moods and he'll describe it and it was so much fun anyway so he he had recommended a sunra either an album or a track recently um as well but you were talking about the film about the bass player um the film it's um it's called space is the place and they have a song and an album called space is the place which i recommend as a good starting point i just love the way they throw their vocals in that song um they kind of like bounce it back and forth along with the instrumentation um, but yeah, the film is just, um, it deals, actually, it's really relevant to the events of, you know, the topics of today, but I wouldn't call it a documentary, but it has some documentary aspects to it, but it has a lot of mythology and um, kind of a teaching. It has like some PSA qualities too. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's <a> very <laughs> totally, totally. I don't even yes. know how to lessons, do- big lessons. I don't know. It's like he just channels into a youth center and starts like, you know, in his gold garb and he's talking to the black youth of I don't know if it's Philadelphia or something like that. But oh, wow. it is wow. hilarious. It's funny too. Yeah. <gasps> funny and important and funky and cool yeah i think i'm gonna that watch it awesome. i haven't watched in a long time because okay you just sold it to me like you sold it to me in a, in the way that i needed i needed to hear it in this way to understand yeah and he well the thing is that from what i remember and when i saw it maybe like 15 years ago I don't, yeah it was about 15 15 16 years ago i took audio clips so I'm remembering some of the audio clips of like there's a bit of pontificating going on um, to the black youth of America. And um, yeah, I just think that whatever he it's not. It's true stuff that he's getting to it just the context of it. And it's the 70s, I think um, it's it's something about it is pretty funny, too. Yeah. And maybe kind of like the, the writing metaphysical yeah and just kind of, yeah exactly I, I don't know I don't have to keep talking about it but I do want to <laughs> no, see it great. so I'm kind of like oh okay I know what I'm doing tonight this is how you've been get you you get me into stuff you have got me in, into a lot of stuff Ooh. Like I was saying like the shows and music and like um food for sure I learned about barley tea from you, like from the Korean, from that, what was it called? Four Seasons. Four Seasons. (laughs) Yes. Restaurant. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. I love Four Seasons. It was simple. Yeah, just simple, simple, sweet place. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I remember, I will never forget, and I keep telling you this, the catfish with the white wine, <laughs> I felt like it was curry catfish, and I never had, like, white wine with curry before, and you cooked it, and it was delicious. I don't know. If- you have said this a few <laughs> times, and it's funny, because yesterday, yes, like, not 24 hours ago, I got an email from someone I'm barely in touch with from way back then, from undergraduate days. And the title, the subject of the email was fish curry. I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I oh am not gosh. kidding you. Out of the blue. Okay, so this is, do you see now why it's like, I, I studied science. I studied neuroscience, for God's sake. Yeah. I don't know any of it. <laughs> but I have, like, I have to live with this aspect of myself where it's always, like, synchronicities and, and like, weird dreams and then strange coincidences and then, like, fish very curry. quickly, like, magic happens and fish curry. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is magical because it is, like, you know, people bouncing around in time and space and synapses and things are occurring in different orders of the way they're happening and yeah and recollection is faulty but sometimes it works out in a way that we don't know i don't know i stopped making fish curry shortly after that i think i haven't made it in i mean literally in years not stopped but i don't it's not something i gravitate to anymore i think there's something about i love it i i think when i was living in go i would go get it you know at the street corner places all the time i wanted somebody else to cook that for me there's some things that like other people do it so much better i think that's what it is i'm like they do it so much better um and the effort for me for like the payoff is just uh, or i have to really learn how to do it and get into it and i don't want to do it that much and the house smells um <laughs> fish yeah that's the other thing but i it's such a petty concern and fish is so good you know I'm also eating like less of all of that stuff in general. I just, my interest in like, I don't know, animal protein, like it comes and goes, but like it's waning. It's been waning for years. Yeah. Actually, can I ask you a culinary question about Goa? Well, I'm in a neighborhood that's, well, I'm near a lot of um, South Asian restaurants especially restaurants that um, there's some Goan places near me. And I don't know if there's Portuguese speaking in Goa that was happening. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like, I'm, again, my jaw is dropping on the floor right now. I'm like, how, of course we're talking about fish curry and you're in Portugal. And Goa was until, I want to say 1968, but don't quote me on that. But around then was a Portuguese colony. Mm-hmm. So there's a heavy Portuguese influence in the food and um, the kind of the, the local language is a, a version of Portuguese. It's called Portuguese, but it, it may sound different. It's got definitely like it's mixed in with the local flavor. Um, so you have access more than I do. <laughs> well, to outside. Yeah. So I go our food. Yeah, outside of Goa. Yeah, there's one near me and I was actually going to ask you because I was ordering some places and now I can walk there and order um, but I was yeah. kind of just curious like, I was going to ask you like, what should, what's the typical dish of Goa? What should I get? I don't, I'm assuming curry and coconut and other beautiful things but I didn't, 
you know, it was unfamiliar to me before I moved here because I didn't have access to it. So, yeah. I wonder what they have. Yeah, no, I wonder what they have. I don't, I mean, I'm not going, so I'm probably like, I would tell you what like an informed tourist <laughs> would know, but I've had the good fortune of going to a couple of people's houses and eating like home going food, which is like a whole different thing and a Sunday spread oh. um, at a, at a, at a Catholic family's home where it's like a big deal. It was, they were amazing. They were such, it was like a friend of a friend, but they invited me right away. Um, so generous hearted and they had a lovely house with a back garden and it was like very lovely and fancy like a family you know beautiful it was I I feel so lucky to have had that experience but the food was amazing Um, but even in the shacks on the side of the street they're great like by the beach they're these little like ramshackle places you know they're held up by bamboo poles and a and a thin woven roof a mat roof or something yeah I've eat with your hands mm. <laughs> yeah you're the only person I know I mean I was just putting it all together and then when you mentioned the fish curry go on like oh yeah I live and in- many course if they have if they have like if they're that organized because like the places in Goa aren't maybe they ask <laughs> yeah I will <laughs> um, your menu you know yeah no a little bit I mean they do have there's some places on Uber Eats here but I was yeah you know, just to kind of cut out the middleman, walk over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I'll see what they have on Uber Eats, and then I'll order with them directly, and then we'll see. Yeah, I would love some input. Just you send know. it to me. I'm curious now. I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I want to see what they have. Oh my goodness! Well, what a fun time, Lisa. Thank you, Reina. This is such a delight. Highlight of the week. <laughs> the mean streak this is our mean streak episode i love it i don't know anybody else in the world that i would be able to do this with this flavor <laughs> like sour and sweet and and all the mm, 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 umami you know <laughs> well i'm honored thank you so much for having me it's lovely awesome. to hear your voice and to um to improv with you my favorite, favorite thing with my favorite, favorite people. <laughs> what fun. I feel so lucky. All right, my love. Me too. We'll be in touch soon. Okay. okay. Take Ciao. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Before you go, here's a little something you can do. If you want to tell me what you thought of this episode or if you have ideas of people you think I could speak to on future episodes, leave me a voicemail. Just go to anchor.fm slash sense slash message and you can record a personal voicemail just for me. I might even play it on a future episode. Again, that's anchor.fm slash T-H-E-R-A-Y-N-A s-e-n-s-e slash message to leave me a message and tell me what's up until next time my lovelies thanks for listening and take good care bye